Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. In each one of these podcasts, we read, study, and analyze one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm enthused to be studying Parashat Bahalotcha with you via this most modern of media and analyzing the most ancient and hallowed of texts. We are now in the fifth aliyah of Parashat Bahalotcha, and as I mentioned in the last aliyah, in the last podcast, all the preparations for travel are now coming together. Really a climax of something that has been building up since the middle of Sefer Shmot is now coming to in front of our eyes. And that's as follows. In the, in the beginning of Shmot, we're promised, Hashem promises Moshe at the snap, I'm going to take B'nai Israel out of Mitzrayim, I'm going to bring them to this beautiful land. The redemption happens, we're brought to Har Sinai, further promises about coming to the land happen, and then the Mishkan is built, and finally when the Mishkan is finally constructed, and on Rosh Chodesh Nisan put up, the, the uh, cloud descends, and all of Sefer Vayikra happens at that point, meaning during that next short period. And then we pick up the narrative in the beginning of Bamidbar with a census ostensibly to set us up for traveling, perhaps for army. But Machlokut Rishonim had to understand the purpose of that census to set up the camps for travel. Uh, we then turn our attention to the narrative of the dedication of the Mishkan. Then here we got the Korban Pesach. And now we're preparing for travel, picking up the pieces of the narrative, the strands of the narrative that were left hanging, which are um, the uh, the description of how B'nai Israel would travel and the vehicle for notifying about travel, which is the Chatzot And now we get to the description of the actual travel. This goes back now to the census in, Sef- in the beginning of Bamidbar in the second month, and now it's on the 20th of the month. So the census started 20 days earlier. The cloud lifted, which means now it's time to travel. Can you imagine how amazing and exciting it is to be at Har Sinai? The Mishkan has just been up for 50 days. We've been bringing Korbanot. We had the Korban Pesach. Uh, perhaps uh, six days earlier we had the Pesach Sheni. And... Um, uh, and uh, the camps are all set up. Everybody's ready to go. And then the cloud lifts. They began to travel from Bar Sinai. They've been here now for almost a year. And the cloud then moved and rested in Midbar Paran. So now everybody knows where they need to go. They are moving now in an easterly direction uh, towards um, towards Eretz Israel, towards in Midbar Paran. Who traveled first? Again, based on God's word through Moshe. So the first camp to travel was, of course, Machane Vene Yehuda. And who is that? Who's leading Yehuda? And then there's Yisachar traveling with them, with Nitanel Ben Suar, their leader. I'm going to pull back a second because there is a particular minhag in many, many Batei Knesset to read this particular section in a tune that reminds us of Shirat Hayam because this is the travels of B'nai Israel. It's glorious, it's victorious, it's triumphal, and there's a particular style to doing it. 
So I'm, when we finish uh, studying this passage, I'm going to go back and read it as a Kriyat HaTorah. Then the Mishkan was taken down after the first camp traveled. Then went with the Mishkan with the wagons. Then the southern camp goes. Then the two camps that went with Ruvain, which is Shimon and God, traveled. And then who traveled? They're the ones who actually carried the holy things. Nosemikdash here means the Aron and the Kruvim, etc. So here's what would happen. The eastern camp would travel. Then the Mishkan would be taken down, and the heavier parts would be put on the wagons, and Bnei Gershom Bnei would go. Then the southern camp would travel. Then the Bnei Kahat would carry the Aron and everything else with their covers, and then they would go and already set up the Mishkan where the cloud had rested. The Al-Tzvam, and then, um, let's see what time, the third camp, which is the, uh, which is the uh, western camp. Is Bnei Ephraim, Yatzva O Ma Elishma Ben Amihud, Yatzva Matevin Emeshek Galim Ben Asur, Yatzva Matevin Ben Yamin Avidan Ben Gidoni, and that's that camp. And I said, Dego Machane Bnei Dan Maseif Lachol Machanot Letzivotam. And now the Machane Dan, which is Maseif Lachol Machanot, the Maseif, the collector, the one that comes in back. By the way, in modern Hebrew, we refer to a local bus as a Maseif, one that collects everyone. That's the last three, which is the final camp. And then we conclude, And that's indeed how they traveled. So I'm going to read it now again as it's read in a proper Kriyat Torah with this custom. And now we have an interesting dialogue between Moshe and Chovav. Who is Chovav? We'll see. Now, there's two problems in identifying who this is. First of all, what does Chotein mean? Does Chotein mean father-in-law or brother-in-law? The second thing is, who is being referred to? Is it Ruel who's Chotein Moshe? Or is it Chovav who's Chotein Moshe? 
Meaning, is Moshe speaking with his brother-in-law or with his father-in-law here? Unclear, although most read this as being another name for Yitro and as being his father-in-law, in which Ruel then becomes his father-in-law's father. And he says, uh, Now what this means is that, that Yitro, or a member of Yitro's family, was with Moshe this whole time in Arsinai, and now Moshe is inviting him to join their march to Eretz Yisrael. We're traveling to the place that God said he's going to give us. Come with us and we will do good with you, meaning we will grant you some land. God has spoken well for Israel. You join us, you're going to be in good. He says, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go back to my land and to my moledet. Now, important that moledet in modern Hebrew means birthplace. But in Tanakh, moledet means family. So I'm going to go back to my land and to my family. Now he pleads with him, don't leave us, please. Why? You know where we camped in the desert. You'll be our eyes, meaning you know the desert. You can help us navigate our way through the desert. It's a very strange thing for Moshe to be asking, considering the Anan. And when you come with us, all that good that God gives us, we will share with you. We will do good with you, meaning in the land. Evidently, he doesn't agree to it. And then we get, So they traveled from the mountain of Hashem, which means now we're going back to to Sinai, even though in the previous piece we marched to Paran. Now we're doing a backflash and saying, a flashback and saying, before they left Harsinai, Moshe had this discussion with um, Chovav, and Chovav evidently turned him down. And although his descendants uh, or his family shows up at the beginning of Sefer Shoftim, in, in Yerichov, they traveled from the mountain of God, Derech Shlosh for a three days travel, and that evidently takes us to Paran. The Aron was walking in front of them. And this, of course, is problematic because the description that we just had was that Bnei Kahat were traveling in the middle of the camp after two of the camps had uh, broken camp and had traveled. And they were traveling in, uh, in, in the middle with the Aron. So that leads us to the whole discussion that really starts in Parshat Ekev about whether there were two Aronot, one that went in the middle of the camp, one that went out to war, and one that went in front, or it's the same Aron. And the cloud was over them during the day as they traveled. So now we have a very different description. In other words, that they somehow have a command of where to go. The cloud's not showing them. The Aron goes in front of them, and they follow the Aron, and the cloud stays with them as they travel. Two very different descriptions, and issues of reconciling these descriptions, something beyond uh, the scope of what we can do here, but we will pick it up in the next uh, podcast with the very long shishi and uh, somewhat painful one. And at that point, I'll share um, the very famous observations of Rabbi Soloveitchik about Parshat Pahalotcha in general and about the upside-down nuns that we're about to encounter uh, in particular. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.